the biggest challenge for me to engage in it was probably admitting I wanted to grow and therefore admitting that you don't know everything. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the B. Dawson Show where we talk to business owners, thought leaders, founders, entrepreneurs, leaders that are making things happen. Today, I'm sitting here with a friend of mine. We've been working with Brock. I don't know how long we've been working together now. About a year on the SBU, but been coming to some of the events for about two years. Two years now. So Brock, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, tell them who you are and what you do. Yeah, so Brock Dennings, uh, we're a general contractor specializing in design build. Uh, when we first started getting involved with you guys, we were you know, kind of in the 10, 12 million range, kept hitting the ceiling. Um, and we started to learn a lot, learn about what we thought we knew that we didn't know, that kind of thing. That's was hard to accept, but uh, now we've gotten into that and uh, we've had some extreme growth. So, so what were some of the first things that caught your attention when you started working with us that made you think to yourself, hmm, maybe these guys have figured something out that I keep bouncing into because you were running into that break point three mm -hmm. and you'd get in there and then it'd get, bounce you back a little bit and you yeah. try to take another run at it and it bounce you back a little bit. Break point three, for those of you listening, is between eight and $15 million of revenue. Mm -hmm. So what caught your attention that made you think, hmm, maybe I should work with these guys? Yeah, I think uh, as we were getting into executing contracts, finishing things up, um, a lot of the systems that we'd done, it's a second generation, generation business. We've been doing this for 40 years. Um, we thought we had everything dialed in. We thought we had good systems. Um, as we started to get into larger contracts, doing more, we started to realize they're just not cutting it. Um, it, was, um, it worked at a certain level, and as we grew, just really challenge us. So we we started to realize there is a lot of things we didn't know. I think that's probably as an entrepreneur, you, you try and leave without a confidence saying, I, I know what I'm doing. You're trying to have a team follow you. Um, that's probably the most humbling part of all this has been, okay, I don't know. And, <laughs> and then I talked to you about it and you know, you said, hey, that's, that's fine. You can wait and you keep trying, keep doing what you're doing, but we'll see. And then we'll start right where we would have been. So why wait, you know? Yeah, so trial and error. I mean, yeah. you know, look, that's how businesses are grown, right? They're yeah. they're from taking action, realizing you made a mistake, and hopefully learning from it, and then having the courage to take action again. But a lot of business owners settle, yeah. or unfortunately, they break. Statistically, ninety eight percent or ninety seven point two percent of all businesses under a hundred million fail cyclically every ten years, and two thirds fail in the first five. So the odds are that the longer you're in business the more danger you have of failing yeah. and at all sizes under a hundred million. And so you came through, you, you, what we were talking about resonated, the breakpoints resonated and you literally are like, I want to take my business and blow it up. I want to go all in. You know, we created that program, the elite 125. We just created it like, uh, I don't know, probably a month and a half ago because everyone was asking us for the business owners that are absolutely crushing it that have worked with you for a year or two, what programs have they done? And we reverse engineered what people like you had done over the course of the two years. And we were like, we created a program called All In. And it's where you're like, I want to go to 125 million and I want to be prepared to do it in the next 15 months to 18 months. And I want to go all in. And since launching that program, we have like, I don't know, 
40 business owners that have gone all in. When I use the word all in, what does that mean to you based on the experience you've already had in the last couple of years? Well, it means a lot more. I mean, you kind of get into that 10X group. Um, what I considered all in the past was probably wimping out. <laughs> so I've kind of learned that. And being around all these people that are, are truly going all in has been kind of humbling. And, and you kind of want to follow suit with that and rise to the occasion. So um, I think it's been uh, having a team that's following me humbles you when you keep hitting that ceiling. I think the all in piece has been not wanting to fail my team um, because I'm selling them on what I want to achieve. And when I don't hit that, I'm not just disappointing myself, I'm disappointing them. So I, I think the all in has been a a reinvention of myself saying I want to succeed more I want to hit that level for the team not just for myself that's probably was the biggest aha you know you, you talk about your personal goals well they became team goals and that was probably that carried way more weight than doing it for myself and how does your team because that's stuff that's stuff we teach like yeah. people essentials and the 360 and the leadership program all this stuff is about how to get your team to want to go all in with you That's instead of you feeling like you're pushing your team to do things. So once you made that kind of flip the switch and you're able to show them what you're moving to and how they're going to win with you using these things that you've learned, what's happened with the dynamic with your team? It's been electric. I, I, it's never been more fun to go to work. I, I think, and our, our whole team feels that way. We've had um, roles of accountability back and forth. You know, a lot of times when you're trying to drive something, you're trying to just bring the team along with you. And there's several times throughout the day when we face challenges where my leadership team will say to me, well, that's really not what we signed up for. You know, we really need to call me out on something if I'm not really attacking it, you know. So that that's good. And, and that unity has really made it fun to tackle some of these big challenges because I've got the team that's saying, no, we want to do this. We want to take this on. So that that's probably brought me more joy in what can be the most stressful time in growing a business than I expected. I, I've not enjoyed going to work more than I do now because it's exciting. We're growing, but I have a whole team that is so excited about it, um, wanting to learn. I mean, we, we started a book reading series of things that people can do and 10X and all that stuff. And I paid out money to everybody because they're reading these books, they're engaged and they want to do it. They're, you know, it's just self-development has become electric in the office. And when you're in there and you're doing people's personal, professional, financial goals, and you've got a clear picture with your platform where you can show them where you're going and how big your business can get, and you understand what the net worth opportunity is. So all of a sudden you're like, well, I could, I could take some of that and sprinkle it around and make sure I align people with the bigger picture of the business. Yep. And you start delegating roles, responsibilities, upside opportunities, creating future leaders. Isn't that more fun than just chasing a, a, another project? Absolutely. Yeah, we've been able to roll out a lot more employee benefits and uh, things that have really brought value to everybody in the team. I mean, they, they've um, got better opportunity to grow financially, and that's it's, it's an opportunity, the PPFs that we've gone through with people, that in itself created such a cool dialogue of – what they want to achieve. We've had multiple people start to compete in marathons and just physically become their best, um, financially setting plans with their family to grow. Um, Isn't it awesome when you teach people how to set targets, Yeah, go accomplish those targets, and then they win personally, professionally, or financially. And, and people ask, well, why do you do that while all your employees? I'm like, if you, if most employees, uh, at, we've done tens of thousands of PPF planning, personal, professional, financial goals. 
And, and a majority, 98% of the time, they say no one's ever asked them what their goals are. Yeah. So just asking them and getting them to explore it and then showing them how to actually establish and set those goals and then encouraging them, investing alongside them, and then rewarding them when they do hit the goals, it trains people how to do that. And if they don't learn to do it for themselves, they're probably not going to learn to do it for the business. Right. That's been my experience. So for everybody listening, understand when, when, when Brock started working with us, he had bounced around in that break point three between eight and 15 million and got serious and dedicated about the business. And instead of working harder, he decided to work smarter. And he threw some investment dollars out of that just by mm -hmm. working with us. And, and, and now tell everybody kind of where you started with us and where the business is, where the business is right now, 24 months later. Um, yeah, started in that 10 to 15. Um, we've got a backlog of 55 million right now. Uh, which is and it's great work uh it's it's local jobs it's it's jobs we're really excited about um, so we're not sacrificing on anything in that growth and then uh, the electric fun part and the part that just gives me chills is that the work that's coming in now is people that are seeking us out we've projected into the market where we want to be and the goals we want to hit and the the market share we want to capture and we've we have people calling and say, hey, we see you everywhere. We see you're here. We see you're there. We'd like to work with you. You know, that, that success breeds success kind of idea. And so we've the, one of the largest contracts that we're negotiating right now, uh, you know, in the 50 plus million range came to us. And that, that was, talk about humble. I mean, that, that's a never happened to that level. But I, I also think two years ago, if one, they probably wouldn't have come to me because that's a big job. But two, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to say, yeah, we could do that. You know, I, I, now I feel with the SBU client, the advisors I have on my team, that if I have a bump in the road on establishing a large contract like that, I've got the backing. I could say, hey, guys, this is I'm in foreign waters here. What do I do? Yeah, SBU, is, he's referring to is, is he hires us. He had his plan delivered and then he hired us to help as an executive team uh, crossed marketing, operations, finance, human resources, professional development, tapping into our technology to organize the business and structure workflows that now your confidence level that you can tackle those jobs because you have an extension to your team yeah. that can help you do it. But so literally you're got a, you've got a job right now that when closed will take you from where you started 10 or 12 million with us to doing 50 million this year could accelerate to 100 million next year. Yeah. And what was when you started the process, when you went to the original 10X360 and we asked you to kind of dream about how big you could make your business, what was your 10-year target? 100. 100 million. <laughs> so this is what's funny because because people don't understand that, that this is when Grant talks about 10X rule, is that whatever you set for your goals, they're still gonna be too small once you start actually being intentional about moving to those goals. And so here you go from, from 10 or 12 million to 50 million, 55 million to uh, with the opportunity with this one contract to go to a hundred million. But if you get that contract or when you get it, you could actually, your 50 million that you're doing today could be 75 or 80 million next year by themselves. You yeah. could be a $200 million company very quickly. Yeah. I'm starting to see the writing on the walls. Yeah. How, how exciting is that? <laughs> it's exciting and terrifying, but it's, it's what I wanted. And, and the funnest part about all this is the team enjoying this. And that, that's um, accomplishing things. We're, we're in a small town and accomplishing such big things in a small town. Um, people stopping us and saying, hey, I see what you're doing. It's so cool. We're so proud of what you're doing. Uh, you know, it's not just, okay, we hit a mark and a dollar and a, and a revenue goal. Seeing that come together and having people recognize it has been so fun um having people recognize that 
a lot of people have grown within our company. They started out as a laborer and now they're the vice president. And, and where they've gone in their career at FED has been a really fun experience to watch. Man, there's nothing better than when your people start becoming leaders and, and, and the business starts to flourish and you multiply through dozens and dozens of people that become hundreds and then thousands. It's, there's no better feeling to create that imprint. Now, when you were delivered your, your, your blueprint, your, your platform that we created from you, or for you, what what was the market size opportunity within your existing boundaries? Did it say you could accomplish? <laughs> it was shocking uh, what our market share was. It was small uh, for what's available in Michigan. Um, so the potential, like you're saying, is way bigger than the hundred million. Uh, and when you saw that, when you finally were delivered the science behind how big you could actually get to with the number of current jobs like the science that we use to show you the market opportunity by itself i know our research team is the best in the world you had to be like i didn't even know how to configure all that but the science shows that you could be so much bigger so what was that moment on day two of receiving your platform where you realized how big you could actually build a business you know you i think the mindset is to think small you think okay we're a small central michigan company um but then when i realized the the math behind it of what was opportunity just in central michigan and around that um i think humble is probably the biggest word because it's it's and an excitement about what we can do locally you, you always think you have to go multi-state to become big um but with that data we're able to see that a market share can be achieved really close to home and which is great for our staff and everybody in our community and um that was probably the biggest surprise i guess is that there was that much opportunity in a market that i thought i really knew uh which i guess i didn't when it comes to the market share of what we could do and what was happening in my own community and then all of a sudden you're like well now that i know it's there i'm gonna go get me some of that there you go there you go and 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 how much revenue do you have to do to have a dominant position based on the science in that market i think if we hit that uh that hundred plus we'll we'll start knocking down we'll, we'll start to put some fear in our competition i think yeah and so so all of a sudden now because you know how much is there you're being more aggressive at getting yeah. business there and now your people are seeing you pop up all over town there you're getting higher quality higher value jobs you're building a reputation for being the person in that market that people can rely on and depend on to do it how good does that feel to, to arrive that fast versus feeling like you got to go fight it out not that you're not still fighting it out but yeah no i i think as a business owner, that's probably the most rewarding part of it is just taking the pride in what we do. I mean, I, I was, my family, when we drive around central Michigan, I, I always say, Hey, did you know your dad built that? And, and I, every time we drive by it, well, taking that pride in that work is a huge deal. And my kids always make fun of me because I say it every time, but that is probably the most exciting part of this is that the impact we're having to do more work and have my team be excited about it. And the pride we take in those jobs far outweighs the financial benefits of owning a business that's doing successful things. It's just, um, I, I think the best way to say is I've discovered a joy in growing a company I didn't know existed. Mm. You always have the goal of having a financial opportunity and a goal of that. And that's what you talk about tangibly when you're talking with people. But I've discovered now an excitement factor I didn't know I could achieve, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, well, and when you go from... When you go from struggling at 10 to 12 million or 15 and then bouncing back to 10 and feeling like you're slugging it out in the marketplace, 
with all sorts of challenges to pop into 50, 55 million on your way to 100 million. Um, it's that I call it productive paranoia. I live with it, by the way. Everyone wants to know, oh, Brandon, you're always talking about the next level of growth. And, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm always scared shitless. Something's going to derail me. So I spend as much energy figuring out how to tighten up what I do have and make it more impactful and add to it with, with connected business lines so that we can outgrow the dependency of any one or two things that could damage us. And, and I think, uh, you know, the bigger you get, the more you start putting your, your thought into that. But that also becomes the strategic things you start chasing. And, and the good news is you had a platform developed for you that we built that showed you connected businesses, emerging trends, valuations, uh, competitive competitors, and, who, and, and what attributes and competencies that you can outperform. I mean, that just doesn't exist for a small business. So when, you, when, when people are listening to this and hearing us talk, and we're using a lot of a lot of words that people probably don't even know what we're talking about. Right. So, so when they're listening to this and if you could say one thing to the listeners that are listening to the beat Austin show right now, or watching this on YouTube, what would be the thing you would say to them? They should focus on relative to the opportunity to work with Cardone ventures. Um, (laughs) yeah, I, the biggest challenge for me to engage in it was probably, admitting I wanted to grow and therefore admitting that you don't know everything. I think that the opportunity to lay out your insecurities of what you don't know and then have someone align with you in that is a very tough step to take. You know, um, I think the the things that I've opened up to and the things that you guys have, and you guys have said, you don't know what you don't know. I think that's a hard thing to accept for most entrepreneurs, because uh, you, I've done what I did to get to a certain level, so you feel confident in that. And that's why you have to lead that way. But um, it is a big step to turn and say, "Okay, I'm laying down my uh, my guard here and going to that level." And then the things that have been opened up because of that, and the confidence that exposing that builds, um, I can't guide people quickly enough to lay that down as far as your guard. I mean, um, I, I told you, I went to the growth cons four years in a row and I saw the people on stage and I thought, man, I want to be that person. But then I'm like, well, they're just, it's just talk. You know, I, I was, I was a very pessimistic person. So you'd show up hoping to find something and then subconsciously you'd sabotage it yep. and defend why you're not taking action. Yep. And what was, what changed uh, after four years of doing that, that allowed you to open your mind. I, I think um, I, I actually was brought to tears the last one, which I don't tell many people, but I, um, I can't remember his name. He brought almost his whole team, and and he admitted like uh, Oliver Fernandez. Yes, Oliver, and and what he admitted about his personal leadership and the challenges in that, and and what it took for him to break and then rebuild. Man, did that resonate? Yeah, that that hit me in the gut, and uh, he he was emotional when he expressed it. Too. Yeah, he was, and he's it, it, always emotional. You know, he's he's one of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, we're actual business partners because okay. he's grown so much. We've acquired businesses together. Okay, he Grant and I, he, and and his wife, she doubled her business, as okay. actually tripled it. And so we've just gotten to be very close to them. They had the first what we call Cardone Ventures baby because okay. when we started Cardone Ventures, they were uh, initial clients, and then they had a baby together. So, uh, 
So we, we, we always tease that that was the first official Cardone Ventures baby. But, yeah, yeah, so he came this last year. He brought his whole team. And yeah. we're killing it in every business we're partners in. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, so his vulnerability kind of inspired my vulnerability. And then and the rest is history. And we're That's taking awesome. off. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, uh, if you're uh, right now, you're like, oh, I've never listened to the Beat Austin show. I've never watched it on uh, YouTube or listened to it on iTunes or any other place you listen to the podcast. This should encourage you if you're a business owner and you're sitting there and you're wondering, could I accelerate my success? Or if you're stuck right now and you're like, what do I need to do to get unstuck and blow it up? You, you heard it directly from the source from being stuck between 10 and 15 million to blowing it up to doing 50, 55 million this year with the opportunity to do over a hundred billion next year with the projects that are in bid right now. This is how you grow and scale and create massive values when you don't center it around you and your goals, you center it around your team and their goals and what you can do to drive value for other people. So, Brock, I'm really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, I appreciate everything you guys have done. It's and and rewarding. and and we'll refresh this podcast next year when we hit the hundred million mark. I like that. And uh, and the next conversation we should be having with you is about how we partner, how we take this to the next level together and take it to quarter of a billion. Or, there you go. Or or five hundred million or five billion. Who cares? We'll take it <laughs> as far as we can. There you go. So look, I appreciate you coming on the B. Dawson Show. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, www.fedcorp.com. Uh, we're in Michigan, but we do surrounding states as well. And uh, we love the process of helping people accomplish their goals with building. And it's it's a relationship business. And that's that's what we really enjoy about it is not just building, it's relationships. It's awesome. And what we love is working with forward-thinking thought leaders, founders, entrepreneurs, business owners who have a desire to absolutely crush it by 10xing their personal, professional, and financial goals and the goals of the people that trust and work with them on behalf of clients they serve. Thank you for listening to another episode or watching another episode of The B. Dawson Show, and we'll see you on the next show.